Hello, 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 everyone. How are you? I hope you guys are doing fantastically. I am, that's for sure. And today I'm super excited about my guest and the topic. Today we're going to be speaking with Augustine, and we're going to be speaking about a topic I find quite relevant. You know, this conversation was actually inspired by a real conversation we had when we were speaking about a book he is in the process of writing. And I asked him, what are you writing about and why? And he told me that he was writing a book. And long story short, you'll learn more on the show. But long story short, he's writing a book about the decisions you need to make and how to make them after high school and before going to university, possibly after university. I honestly think that what he talks about can apply to many different situations when you're trying to consider options for major life changes, career, degree, maybe even moving to a different country. But in his book, he talks about how to make these changes and maybe some things to do before you make these major changes, you know, before you decide what to major in, what to begin a career in, uh, maybe it's a good idea to to get some life experience, no, to travel, to go around, to live a little bit before you try to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I wish someone would have given me this advice when I was younger. Okay, so without further ado, let's begin this show. I really hope you guys enjoy it because I did very much. For those of you who don't know, my name is Pierre, and this is the Speak with Pierre podcast. What's up, man? How's it going? Really good, man. How about you? I am doing fantastic on this sunny Saturday morning. It's freezing though. It's freezing. It's, it's cold, but it's like I, I don't know. My house is like all windows and I can see the blue sky and it's really, mm. really nice. That's a beautiful thing. It seems blue sky. It seems like you don't have windows in your room. I'm sitting literally right next to a window, but uh, it's uh it's <laughs> it's an internal apartment. So I'm okay. I look at the building next to me. It's a beautiful building. Do you ever find that depressing? It is a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. It's like mm-hmm. the cave. Yeah. But What's amazing is like when I'm in here, it's like the outside world doesn't exist. So I'm like yeah. in my own little habitat. Very nice. But then I have, to, I have to prepare myself to go out onto the street. I can, yeah, yeah. I live in I live in the interior, you know, the interior apartment as well. But mm-hmm. we have like this huge space in between the building. So what I can see is like the roof, the blue sky, like on like two sides of my house, and then I see all windows of other people's. And you know what? A lot of those are bathroom windows. Oh. <laughs> so uh, often you see the intimate moments of everyone who you live around. And they also see mine. <laughs> okay. So it uh, goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's nice because I, I realized they must know that I see them and they must see me. So it's kind of Do you like... you just give like an awkward wave from across the complex? I don't wait. Like to the younger neighbors who are over here, I wave to them because I see them in the elevator. But to all these people who actually don't live in the building, I can see people like they live in another building on a different block and mm-hmm. they see me. I see them partying or cleaning or showering sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's like, well, I mean, they, they definitely have seen me walk through my house or my partner 
maybe without a shirt on or something. That's okay. What can you do, man? You know, we're it's, neighbors. Uh, yeah, it's one of the downsides. I think living in apartments, like mm-hmm. like pharmacies, but it's also cool because it's like I don't even know those people, but I know them somehow. You know, yeah, you know the intimate parts of their lives. Exactly, exactly. It's like oh, and so and it's through the window, through my window, through the looking glass. Mm. So I brought you on the show uh, today because I wanted to ask you some follow-up questions about a conversation we had uh, last week that I found um, really interesting, really valuable. And I also wanted to talk to you about your project that you have going on, your book, um, mm-hmm. which sparked this conversation. So, so yeah, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> sure. First of all, thanks so much for having me on, man. I, I appreciate it. So. Yeah, it sounds like a great, great thing to do. I think it's fun to just have a chat, you know, just like have some connection, mm-hmm. have a good conversation, share ideas. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool to have this kind of rapport to chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, somebody who listens to this will get something beneficial from it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I love the art of conversation because, you know, we may have our concepts in our own head, but then when we talk about it, it's like you can help add perspectives onto my knowledge and vice versa. And so yeah, beautiful. One one thing society needs right now is like more conversations, conversations that don't have like agendas. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a different topic. So <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I have a first off. Okay, so we were talking about your book, right? And mm-hmm. I want to ask you: Can you please give a quick recap about what? sparked you to even write this book because i think that's a interesting huge huge uh interesting point and some background sure so <clears throat> let's see let's see how far back in the memory mm-hmm. vault i need to go and mm-hmm. um, so i originally started off studying uh psychology right in university mm-hmm. and because i'm fascinated with with the human mind and, and how we think and all those sorts of things and um yeah i came from a sporting background so i was like oh well i want to pursue that and then as I was in university, uh, met new people and stuff, and I, I moved across to studying business. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, there's more job opportunities, there's more potential to earn money and all the motivations for like what were deeper mm-hmm. sort of were put aside. And it was like the, the shallow motivations of jobs, money, uh, status, those sorts of things mm-hmm. became slowly at the forefront as a motivation mm-hmm. without me even realizing. Um, so study, studying that and so studied uh, business and uh, human resources, human resource management. And um, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I just want to enter into the workforce and like work as hard as I can, climb, climb the ladder, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, get fancy shit and just, just have like a, an outwards image of success. Yeah, yeah. What company uh, was this again that you're working for? Uh, oh, so I worked for a couple. Oh, okay. um, I'll, I'll get to the one. I know the one you, that you're specifically talking about. I'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, before I finished my studies, I, I started an internship, uh, a full-time internship and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is great. I, and I, I was studying part-time. And um, I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm so much better than, than my other friends at university because I'm like juggling studying and working and all that sort of stuff. And I managed to get headhunted from, from that job out into, a, into another job still whilst I was in university and all this was really building on my ego, you know, like, um, oh man, you're, like you're such a, I, I could thought so much of myself, you know, like, mm-hmm. but really at the end of the day, it kind of means nothing, you know, it's, yeah. anyway. 
You thought you were and, a uh, boss, right? Like I'm a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm 20, I was like, oh, I'm 22, you know, I'm, I've already got this, or I moved into this job that I wanted for so long. And I still haven't, haven't even finished university yet. And mm-hmm. uh, I was comparing myself to my fellow university stu- um, mates. And I'm like, oh, you know, they haven't even got a job yet. They're still studying, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but like making that comparison was probably the worst thing I could do. Mm-hmm. So the job that, that I got into that I thought I wanted for so long was headhunting as a headhunter um, within um, like private banking, corporate banking. So really like, you know, top tier kind of stuff with executives. And so I was talking to at the time. For yeah. everyone who doesn't know, headhunting is like talent selection. <laughs> yeah. So it's like recruiting, but it's, it's kind of like you have a, so no one, a lot of recruiting, it can be like, you know, people apply the job and you go through the resumes and you select yeah. the right person, blah, blah, blah. But this is like, right, we have, this company has this job open opening. What's everything that's required for that? And go find the person, even mm-hmm. if they're not looking for a job. Uh, yeah, so you, okay. might, you might pull someone out of an existing job and put them into that one, even okay. if they haven't applied. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for about three months. And that was, so I, here I am, you know, working on a high-rise building in the city uh, in Melbourne. Australia and you know I'm in the suit every day um still in university and stuff and I, you know our, our clients are can I swear on this show or not yeah just sure. sure all right they're, they're all rich motherfuckers <laughs> and uh <laughs> and you know I was like oh you know like this is this is what I've what I wanted for so long but there's no purpose to any of this like sure. it hasn't fulfilled me the way I thought it would fulfill me I had some bad expectations you didn't, you didn't you didn't have any meaning right or your meaning wasn't being maybe there wasn't yeah, was, real meaning in the what you were doing exactly right exactly right but it had all of the outward projections of what i thought had meaning yeah when sure. i what i mean by that it was like um i was projecting to the world that i was somebody or i had something or i was doing something but internally i was like this has no meaning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to take a break right here just to reflect on what Augustine said, right? He was doing something, you know, climbing the ladder, working really, really hard, very directed with a, with a goal. But at a certain point on the road of achieving that goal, he realized this doesn't mean anything to me. This is not satisfying, right? Um, why am I doing this? And I, I think this is a crucial point and he's lucky to have had that moment because often we find ourselves doing things, committed to things, and we don't even think about why we're doing them or if we ever even chose to do them. Maybe we're just doing things because other people are doing them or we think this is what is supposed to be done, but maybe we never even thought about it. So uh, when we had this conversation originally, I thought that that was a golden moment a huge moment of opportunity, which he capitalized on, right? He realized this and he made the changes necessary to go find out what he wanted. I just wanted to take that little break to address that point. I think it's a key moment and um, I think it's really important that we take time to think about what we want and why, you know? Let's get back to the show. So I left that and I was just so lost. I was like, man, I got what I wanted, but that was so far from the truth. And 
I was like, I felt so disconnected. Uh, I mentioned to you in our last conversation, like I was pushing away my closest friends mm-hmm. um, because I was like, oh, they're not going to help me achieve my goals, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, that is not what friendships are based on, you know? Yeah. And to this day, I still hold, I still feel bad in my heart for having done that to them. I mean, even if they don't recall, but I was like, it's not a nice thing to do, you know? Yeah, I know. Because um, just feeding that whole state I was in was just feeding narcissism and, and mm. ego trip and those sorts of things. And um, so I stepped out of that and I was like, man, not, I fell into that trap, but I see so many of my, my friends at university, they don't know why they're there, why they're studying what they're studying. They don't know what they want. I'm like, so this isn't unique to me, this yeah. sense of lostness, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, well, what led me down that road to being so lost in the first place? Right. Um, so, but where my, where I'm at with the book today is not where I was when I started. And I'll explain that a little bit where I started. So it was initially just, you know, I was like, oh, well, I've done such a good job of, you know, differentiating myself from my competition, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. at university to get ahead and get the job that I wanted because, you know, it's a competitive job market out there. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to make like a, a playbook on how to differentiate yourself as a student in university, um, from your colleagues at university to get the job you wanted and to get ahead, you know? Sure. Um, so I worked on that at the, at the beginning of 2018 and I came to Spain mid, mid 2018. Right. And so I started it, but I hadn't really worked on it until coming to Spain. Hmm. I, I think two years had passed or a year, a year and a half or so had passed hmm. before I touched the book again. Um, and it was actually a, a, a woman that I met and who I dated for some time actually revitalized that spark to want to Very shoot nice. a book again, which is just <laughs> um, a nice thing. That's, that's perfect, man. That's a very beneficial relationship for more than yeah. one reason, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. She, she's, she's an incredible person. And um, yeah, because I was talking to her about it. She's like, this sounds great. But I had realized that over time I had developed, especially coming to Spain, that, you know, I was the message in my book was way off still, you know, that it missed a layer that goes beneath that, which is like, why even do those things in the first place? Like that's a secondary thing of, all right, how can we make a plan and differentiate ourselves and all sorts of stuff. But if you don't know what you're aiming at or why you're aiming at it, then Mm -hmm. all that shit will get you nowhere. And we take it. Sorry, sorry. sorry, You mean to say like, uh, why choose this route that I think every young person um people from high school people in university me you everyone has this pressure to be like what do you want to do when you grow up what do you want to do with your life okay now you're an adult go to school learn this go get a career in that and you're you first you're going to write a book about how to be successful in that pursuit and then something changed where you were like okay wait a minute why even do those things before knowing what you want right or this kind of thing like that yeah okay exactly right and um i think what's what actually now I, we hadn't spoken about this actually in our last conversation, but what really had the biggest shift in my book and helped me see the better angle to approach it was I, I in mid 2019, I would say I actually fell into like a really deep sort of depressed depression and like anxiety state. Mm-hmm. And like it was to the point where like I couldn't even go outside without thinking like some bad shit was going to happen to me. Oh, really, like, it really, was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And um, 
This is know, when you were in Spain, right? You were already yeah, in Spain, yeah, in and Spain, you had yeah. left this other, you had left this previous lifestyle, and it was yeah. like one year since then, right? One one exactly year since right. you left this. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much one year spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I that's and what I've spoken a lot about in the book is like it's so important to remove yourself from a life that you're used to because that will deconstruct everything you think you know. Mm, sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, I found myself in this real de- depressed state and you know, really taking a hard look at myself and my life and who I am and why I'm the way I am and all these sorts of things. Um, and that I think really helped add so much more depth to the message that I was trying to portray in the book. But mm-hmm. it's almost like I knew that the I couldn't, I knew that the book was missing something, but I didn't know what. Yeah. Uh, and this really opened the door. And um, it was like, you know, a year of just trying to write to make sense of things for myself, which was a th- very therapeutic process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been fantastic since then, having seen all those things. But anyway. So I think I've gone so far off topic. Your original question was, what was my original motivation for writing? Yeah, yeah. No, you said, <laughs> you, I think you said it. I mean, you said yeah. that you originally, you were, you had some very, uh, you had some intentions of like getting a good job when you were young and you wanted to be competitive. Uh, you mm. were trying to move up the ladder. You moved up the ladder and you wanted to write a book originally that was more like how people can differentiate themselves set themselves apart from their students, their competition and move mm-hmm. up the ladder as well. Right. But then you realize once you got high up that ladder, um, I wouldn't say high. I'm oh, sorry. I'll make a question. I wouldn't say high, but it's what I wanted. Yeah, sure. Sure. Once you started somewhere on the journey, you realize <laughs> this is not actually what I want. And, uh, then you left, no, you left that shit. You realize what you were doing, what you were b- becoming. You left that, you changed countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you want to approach, the book again you realize there was something missing and you found that like i think what's key is like you were writing a book about to help people find what they want or to help people you were you were writing a book that was like a guide for people on a journey right and yeah. then something was missing while you were writing this book but then once you were i guess you could say lost or deep in like a self introspective pit you mm. found this substance, right? Because you started writing about something that was helping you understand yourself, which is the true or even a better topic for a book, right? Helping people yeah. understand themselves and what they want. Yeah. And yeah, and, and the premise of the book is essentially, uh, thanks so much for that summary. That was, that was actually really spot on. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, but the premise of the book is essentially like, get away from your home and country because it is from my own experience, one of the, I want to say healthiest or quickest ways to dismantle um, the walls of perceptions that we think reality consists of and Mm -hmm. what we think are truths, but aren't truths about life. Um, You know, why we do things compared to how, like when we, when we leave where we're from, it's like we realize there's so many other ways to, to live a life. You know, yeah. there's not just one way. Mm-hmm. But when we stay in our little bubble, it's like, this is all we know. Um, so that's really the, the main focus of the book, excuse me, is like, it's the heart of it, is to to go out there and explore because that will change the way you view the world, change the way yeah. you view yourself, understand what you value, um, mm-hmm. those sorts of things, you know? I 
I think this is key information for for any age really I mean it's really important for us to to be aware of ourselves and what we want and what we value um, when making big decisions especially when you're deciding what you want to do with your life um, what you want to major in what you want to do for work where you want to work you know all these things have a lot of meaning and I think it's super important for people to take time to figure themselves out, you know, and learn about themselves. So I really like this main point that he has in his book. And I'm actually pretty excited to read it um, and to pass it around. I think it'll be a great read for many people, you know, at different points in their life. You know, not just for people who are really young trying to figure out what to do for university or college. Um, but also for people who, are, like I said, are going through some big changes or contemplating making some big changes so i think we have touched upon some big important concepts and we have gone over some crucial aspects to consider when making big decisions and i want to give you guys some time to digest what we have spoken about and also reach out to me so in the meantime why don't you guys take the moment to contact me and talk about what we have spoken about here today ask questions give feedback I would love to hear your thoughts and after that we can move on to the last part of the conversation which is also quite amazing of course so I'm gonna call this show here for the moment as always I love to hear from you guys. Please feel free to reach out to me. And remember, my name is Pierre, and this is the Speak with Pierre podcast.